This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the This Life Podcast with Dr. Drew Pinsky and me, Mike Catherwood. That's right. We're doing it this time. So check it out. Thanks for listening. You live. Uh, hi, everybody. I uh, want to remind everyone that you can uh, share this with your Facebook followers as well. We appreciate the support. Uh, this is a special This Life, that you live this life with uh, my present partner from KBC 790 AM Radio. We have that midday live show Mike and I do every day. Yes, we do. And also remember the other shows. Uh, well, like- five days a week. Yeah. Uh, Drew.com, you get the Adam and Drew show, the Weekly Infusion, uh, me and Bob. And also the the uh, 790 KBC AM show is on there as a podcast as well. We link there. Uh, and uh, do check out our sponsors. We want to thank Hydrolite. Go to the banner on Drew.com for details. We've got good stuff, man. 30, I'm, I right now is just begging Susan, please get me some. Because the reason I'm wearing sunglasses is I had eye surgery. I'm still wearing these damn sunglasses. My eyes are closed most of the time, and I thought it's too weird for me to sit here with my eyes closed looking at a camera. That's too weird, so I'm wearing sunglasses. And Hydrolite is how I'm hydrating myself. And we have a 30% discount for everyone who goes to the banner at com. Use the code DRDREWHY, DRDREWHY, at checkout, and you'll get 30% off today. Also, have our link here on Facebook. And our our phone lines are open now. Uh, the phone number is 323-649-8268, 323-649-8268. And, uh, Mike, can you, I, because I had eye surgery, I can't read this YouTube business here. That is uh, live on YouTube slash Dr. Drew. There you go. And it is our privilege, Mike and myself, to welcome Tani Katane. Yeah, Tani, welcome. Tani Katane. Hi guys! Hi guys! How are you doing? Tony, you're such a privilege. It's it's such a pleasure to talk to you. How are your kids? My kids are great, but first, can I just say that? Do you know why I'm wearing these glasses? Because it's a show support for me. I'm hoping. Don't why? Support for Dr. Drew. Don't ever support him. Tiny, I appreciate it. You know my partner, Mike, is not wearing sunglasses. He's not supporting I have them on my chest, and I'm still not going to put them on. <laughs> oh, my God. Please. You know what, Mike? You're really handsome, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah, get that a lot. that out there. I get, I get that a lot. I appreciate lot. that. I'm, I'm kidding. I, I didn't know how to say that. I get that a lot. Well, it's funny you say Mike that because- Mike has never asked a girl out, Tony, ever. I'm not <laughs> well, kidding. That's try? true. You want to give it a shot? Uh, I don't know what my wife would have to say about that. No, uh, but uh, I have to be very honest that you, Dr. Drew and I were talking about you before mm-hmm. the podcast, and I said, uh, you know, it's funny that you brought up Tony Katane because I was watching Bachelor Party the other day, and uh, I had to leave the room with my family <laughs> to go pleasure myself because of how hot you were. That is a true, 100% true story. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Don't say that in front of Doctor Drew. I feel he's like family. I can't it, 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 listen. Uh, f- first of all, I, I listen. I do radio every day with Mike. Yeah. Uh, I understand his 
tendencies, and uh, this is nothing new. Hey, and also, uh, to be fair, I beat off every once in a while to Dr. Drew. So, I mean, I sometimes so, I'm, welcome, I'm sitting Tommy. there doing radio. I'm welcome. sitting there looking across the console on my radio partner. I'm like, what a beautiful man. Welcome, Tony. I might have to just go and but, – but the, but the really interesting thing here, what I was saying was Mike has – because of his – uh, attractiveness has never had to ask women. Literally, has never asked women off. Even your wife. Even your wife. That's true. My wife had to do all the work for me. Yeah, really? That's true. Yeah. It's not that he wasn't going out. He was going out plenty, but never actually asked never somebody out. Ask anybody. Never had. To, doesn't have a like a line ready. Yeah. Like, no. No. I definitely don't have a line ready. But what? Yeah. What? Oh, well. I did. I did try to ask a girl out once when I was like nineteen. Uh-oh. I told. I told. I think I told you no. the story. What happened? But and, and I don't even even know if this counts. So I might. I may be in the clear. Um, I was working out at a gym in Pasadena, Gold's Uh-oh. Gym in Pasadena, okay. and this girl behind the counter was so hot, and she was like really my type. She was like a half Asian, drew like kind of like ethnically uh, vague. Uh, That's Mike's brunette. thing. He grew up in San Marino. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which means nothing to anyone listening. A lot um, of yeah. it's very heavily populated with Asian uh, people. Yeah, so uh-huh. I, uh, I, I, I know I would talk to her, and we got along well, her and I. And I would talk to her pretty much every time I came in, and she always had these fun things to say. And this is at the height of uh, the the Kobe Shack Lakers. This is probably ninety nine, I would say. Uh, and I go up to her and I go, "Hey, uh, you know, I got season tickets." Would you like to go with me this Saturday night? And she doesn't like. There's no sarcasm to it. She looks at me. She goes, "No, <laughs> not really." I, I was, you didn't make up a lot. Like I have a boyfriend. There's no. I'm married. She just said no. I got that as a asking a girl out, and you got turned down, Mike. Yeah, I did. So I'm zero percent. The one and only rate. time. The one. That's why he stopped forever and signed off it completely. Yeah. Just went. I'm done. I'm out of here. And yeah, went back to having the women chase him. That's, they don't chase me, the, Mike. What do they do then? They 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 hang around with me long <laughs> enough for me to put my penis in them. That's really how it ends up. Oh my God, Drew, are you? I told serious? you, I, 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 Tony. I told you how he is. Susan, it straighten us out. Okay. Family, this is like I can't. It's like Tony, I mean, Susan, help me out here. Susan, <laughs> wait, my wife's here too, so help me. I out. Susan, I love you. Oh, I love you too. So what are you up to these days, Tony? Uh, well, it's Sunday. Yeah. Let's just start there. And on Sunday, it's my favorite day because I just – nothing. Absolutely nothing. That sounds so good. You were you were on an episode of Botched? I was. Is that aired yet? What? Has that aired yet? No, it hasn't. Are we allowed to talk about it? Uh, you know what? I don't – well, I guess now that we brought it up. Yeah, you, you are. Okay, we are because we Terry Terry Dubrow is a friend of ours, and and right. Heather, they, they, we had dinner with them last week, and he had mentioned you were struggling with a seroma or something. I, I didn't really oh, ask questions. Tell you. Yeah, yeah, it's the um, lymphatic system. So I, um, I yeah, we, it, I mean, listen, I've never met a doctor before. I, I, I was on the show for I went in my. Um, I wanted my natural breast back. I didn't want to be, I, I didn't want my implants in anymore for uh, numerous reasons. Um, but I, I went to the doctor who first did it and where there was a problem. And the doctor said, it's not me. I didn't do anything. Oh boy. So after, yes. after this particular surgery with Terry, I, Dr. Dubrow, I went into his office and he was the first doctor I ever met that went, you know what, that might have something to do with the surgery mm. and took total responsibility. Oh, sure. 
no, no. He's he's the, he's the real deal. He's the real deal. Doctor Drew would not, and this is all joking aside. Doctor Drew would not bump elbows with a doctor, even a plastic surgeon, unless he or she was like oh, really yeah. re- reputable and respectable. No, no, he's the real deal. He's he's an artist. You you will hang out with human beings that are shady as hell, but you will not. <laughs> you do not take kindly to right. doctors who do not That's take true. their job seriously. That's true. I'm sort of tough on my peers. Yeah. Um, no, he's he is he's like you, Drew. He's he's you get what you see. Yeah. You know, he's a real, he's one of the nicest guys that you'll ever yep, meet. That's right. He's real. He's, he's, everyone thinks, oh, because he has this and this and that. No, you mm-hmm. wouldn't know he had two nickels to rub together. He's what, just, this the salt of the earth. What made you, and I, if you, you don't want to get into his detail. brother was the lead singer of, uh, uh Quiet Riot. Quiet no, Riot, yeah. Kevin? Riot. Yeah. Really? You know that? I didn't know that. The guy that killed died. died? Yeah. He, he, he passed away. Yeah. Kevin Dubrow, uh, one of... Heather De- Terry Dubrow? Kevin Dubrow. Well, yeah, but I mean, I know Burt Dubrow. Doesn't, yeah. mean they're, doesn't mean they're related. Uh, I, you know what's I never... weird about that? Can I just say that Rudy Sarzo played in Quiet Riot, and he was the bass player for Whitesnake. Oh, that's interesting. He was also, he was also I believe, Ozzy's... Touring guitar player or touring bass player for a long time too. Rudy Sarzo, another guy I see all the time. He's a really nice guy. He's like, like, like over the top, super committed animal rights activist. Mm. Oh, and and like we were just talking about before, belongs in the club with with Drew and Terry. Just the salt of the earth. Yeah, super nice great, dude. Great guy. Can I ask a quick question? You, I know you. If you don't want to get into details, I totally understand. But you said um, you wanted to get rid of your implants for a bunch of reasons. Was that? emotional psychological or was it mostly like physical was it pain what 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 kind of really led you to make that decision i think what led me to that decision is that i finally finally grew up and started to like me and realized that i didn't need anything to attract uh friends the opposite sex um whatever i just realized that i was being i was I was being a fraud. And, um, and plus, I, I thought, I really want to get this word out. I really want to get the word out to girls that if you are thinking about doing this, you have to really start to think about what's going down inside of you. Because it's not like any other type of plastic surgery where you're trying to keep young the way that you look. You're actually transforming yeah. your body. And boobs are something sexual. So who are you doing it for? You're doing it to attract men. Now, what kind of men are you going to attract? You're going to attract the same type of man who is a little messed up here like you are for getting them in the first place. Well, at Bring- least at least hmm. not in a relationship, but at least the the you're going to attract the eyeballs of men. You know what I'm saying? Like it's uh, it's going to become this thing. And I'm glad you pointed that out because it, breast implants and uh and ass implants are different than other plastic surgery in that you're not trying to preserve you as you like you. You're right. trying to totally alter you well, as you know you. You're trying to change specifically sexual signals too. Yeah. I mean specifically. Right. Yeah. And and let me bring it back to Terry for a moment. <clears throat> I said to him, I said like Heather. Heather obviously didn't feel that she needed anything to get a man and that is a reflection on you because you went for a girl who was so secure with herself that she didn't she didn't need to enhance her her sexual her her breasts so i look at you terry and i go wow you must be a great guy because she's got to be a great woman he he actually he actually he's very kind to her and says she's a perfect person 
That's his, really? that's his statement. Yeah, that's a perfect person. Well, that's how you talk about um, Susan too. She is, it a, is another perfect person. It is how you talk about your your wife. Really? I mean, it actually yeah. gets old. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> honestly, Susan, I'm not just saying that because you're here. Uh, <laughs> Drew is right at the top of guys that talks. <laughs> Nate is laughing. He talks so universally highly about you. I mean, uh, listen, we we bro out and we have our gripes about our wives like any i think any guy would but he ta- he talks so highly about you it's a uh, makes you wonder what's really going on <laughs> <laughs> question it yeah no he really he really does he really does and you know what Drew? i was thinking about it earlier we've known each other for like 30 years now haven't we oh my god from radio and stuff right yes from I, doing live lines yeah back that's in right 81 82 you know you brought up white snake and i i I probably probably through the generations that would be the thing that people most identify you as is is the girl in the white snake video uh i have a personal story about david coverdale the front man of of white snake and uh, i don't know if i ever talked about this on the air i this is very funny i was seeing a uh ear nose and throat doctor yeah uh maybe 10 years ago I don't remember who it was, but it was a, he was a pretty famous guy, and almost all his clientele were rock singers. Beverly Hills? Yeah, yeah, it was. That's probably Sugarman. And you know, his um, brother managed the doors. Yeah. That's a pretty cool gig. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, you know, it's like one of those doctor's offices where you have to press the button, and then, like, it highlights, and then they let you know you're in the waiting room. Yeah. So, I do that, and I pr- highlight the button. And I'm waiting for the doctor to come out to see me, and I have an appointment. And David Coverdale comes in. Uh, and walks in, is sitting in the waiting room with me, right? And I, I'm one of probably three people in the entire world at my age at the time who recognizes him and is like geeking out. And he's with another dude, and the doctor's assistant comes out and goes, uh, "Yes, Mr. Catherwood." Uh, and I go, "Yeah, that's me." And I go to stand up, and he's like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! I'm I'm next." <laughs> oh, no. I go, I, "I I wasn't like, yep. you know, I was kind of intimidated. I was like, well." Okay, whatever. I mean, I ain't got anywhere to go. And uh, the assistant very nicely said, uh, no, actually, his appointment is at 3.15. Mr. Catherwood is next. So David Coverdale goes down the hall, like walks right by this lady, walks down the hall, and I could hear him screaming about the doctor. He's like, he's like, I drove all the way from so-and-so, and I have to wait behind this poofta? <laughs> I'm like, what? why am I a poofta? I didn't even do anything to you. That is Yiddish from me. That's so funny. I'm so sorry about that, but you know what? That's that's David. Yeah. Did you I saw what, then what? How did it resolve? That's it. I, and then he walked that stormed out all, all pissy. Because uh, he didn't get to go uh, in front of me, and then I saw him at the Rainbow like like five years later, and I told him, and he's like, "Yeah, it probably totally happened," and he was very apologetic. And he was very nice to me. He's like, "Yeah, I probably did that." That's him too. <laughs> what year? Do you remember when this was? Uh, probably two thousand five or six. Oh, okay. Because when I was with him, he had to have vocal surgery. Ooh, nice. So we were there a lot, and I was wondering um, if it was during that time. No, no, no. The, I, I don't. I mean, I, unless it was around that. This was a. I had I had people telling me that I was going out and I was in a band at the time and I was screaming my head off. I was in like a a grindcore band, punk band, screaming my head off at night and then trying to go do radio in the morning. And there and I would say my throat it hurts, not like scratching. It's like it actually physically like muscle soreness. Mm. Like you got to go see this guy. So I go to see him, and they're like, yeah, we could take care of that. No problem. That'll be $7,000. Oh. And I go, I have no health insurance. And they oh. go, oh, well, that go ahead and write us a check. I was like, well, I'm just going to get out. you. Yeah, I'll Peace deal with out. this on my own. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so, Tani, with the yes. with the lymphatic stuff, is that requiring like lymphatic drainage now or um, massage? You know, I, I have um, 10 days in a row that I have to go to Hogue, and I don't know what they're going to do to me, um, but I think it's more of a, like a manipulation of, of the of the, um, the legs and, um, very, very sexy. I've got these real sexy compression socks. Oh right yeah. 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 And then, yeah. then they, they can, they massage the lymphatic back too, back up towards the core. Yeah. It, they can do that. And it, it often they, gets better. It often, I mean, you know, is it lymphedema? Is that what you have? Uh, yeah. And it doesn't, she said to me that, that she thinks because of the MRIs, it, look at all these bruises that I have. Oh my gosh. And, yeah, because I'm not an easy stick. So um, they had to do um, an MRI contrast and with the dye, yeah, and one without, and yep. they had to stick me. I mean, look, look at that. I mean, oh man, just, you are all bruised up. Oh, I'm. T- I look Did like they, a. I look like a heroin addict. You I look mean, like Rihanna after Chris Brown date. Now, was that yeah. just for gadolinium enhancement, or did they actually light your lymphatic up? I, you know what, I think, it, you know what, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. That day, I, I spent like three, four hours at the hospital. And just the other day on Monday, I had a call, I called my doctor because my legs felt like um, they were burning. And, yeah. and since the doctors are all worried about um, uh, blood clots going to my heart, Monday, I called her and I said, my legs, I can't take the pain anymore. I can't. And I, I didn't, I haven't taken anything for the pain. And I said, I, I can't take the pain anymore. It's, she goes, call 911. Oh, and I went, oh God, no, I don't want to call. It's like, it's like when your alarm goes off, you go, I don't really want to bother the cops, but maybe, <laughs> you know, that type yeah, of thing. Yeah. Because I want you immediately, because they'll, if you go to the emergency room, you'll be sitting there for six, seven hours. Oh, she goes, I want them to see you immediately. So the guy, the guys come, they pick me up and they get me into the, to the hospital. And the, uh, one of the policemen turns around and says exactly what he said by that. You said, he goes, I just want you to know last night, me and my girlfriend were watching bachelor party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I'm like, oh God. Now thanks. <laughs> as I'm laying on the gurney. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, it, but, but I, I'm, I, lymphedema doesn't necessarily get resolved like well, like completely, but it can get, it can get a lot better. You get a lot better. Yeah. It's a good band name. Lymphedema? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's terrible, but she said she said that it's something I'm going to have to keep an eye on for the rest of my life. Right, but it, again, it, it's manageable. It's not, it doesn't have to get out of control. It doesn't have to make you miserable. It, it can, but it doesn't have to. Right. Um, just real quick, it's like the veins, they get clogged, but the lymphatic system breaks. Yeah. And yep. so then well, everything that goes through that is what makes the legs and the ankles and everything build up. Right. And so so, so lymphedema is de- a little different than general than usual edema that's re- related to the veins. Lymphedema right. is related to the lymph system back here. And, and again, it's a little more challenging. It's a little more challenging, a little more chronic. And you know, but again, it's usually manageable. You'll you'll like the the lymphatic massage, I think. Yeah, <laughs> that so, uh, so other than botched, anything else we should look out for for you? I started. Uh, a, well, there's a show that we're in actually in post right now called Moms Anonymous. Ironically, because huh. you know how to feel about alcoholic anonymous, but um, it's called Moms Anonymous, and I am the executive producer and uh, the reluctant um, star. Huh. 
Nice. For getting on the other side of things, you know, because aging in this business is not fun. No, without question. And in fact, I, I was going to say you've been very open about your dealings with uh, addiction and, and your problems with in uh, in many arenas and i wondered you know i don't know if anybody ever talks about it directly with you but when you are and you still are without question i'm not saying that to to blow smoke you you are uh, one of the more beautiful people on the planet but when you make a living doing that and you're 23 24 25 years old does it present its own kind of psychiatric issues knowing that there's like such a premium put on your looks it has to be such a really weird almost unique type of psychosis where your presentation is your livelihood well i that's a hundred you're a hundred percent right but unfortunately you don't realize that and come to that conclusion until you get older Mm -hmm. late and then you look back which leads to why i finally fell in love with me and started liking me and went, you know what? I don't need these anymore. Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I can do this. And what, like, uh, like uh, testicular cancer, do you get to keep those implants? Cause I know my friend, he kept his balls. What are you going to do with those? Now? <laughs> you know, I no, I don't, I think no. they're, they're in the Smithsonian now <laughs> <laughs> with, with the car. They should bronze them. That'd be awesome. <laughs> But have you had like, I, I know my friend Christina Ferrari had some very explicit uh, run-ins around this issue that were like egregious. Like I couldn't believe what she was dealing with. And, and, and by the way, I still think she's one of the best broadcasters out there. She's awesome. Yeah. The very good, they, good job. Yeah. That they take, you know, somebody like that who not only has the, the right appearance for television, but also has the skill set. And still right. you get, you get, and women disproportionately to men, would you say? Hey, I, I will, I, not to interrupt here, but I will, I'm not speaking out of school here and I'm not trying to name drop. I think it's important to mention this. I had Goldie effing oh, Hahn yeah. tell me to my face. You know, she. Uh, my wife knows her through working with Oliver Hudson for many years, and the Hudsons were nice enough to invite me to go out and hang out with Kurt and Goldie. And Goldie said, "She's like, I, I was a, as big an A-list star as there could be, and there was just a time where, where casting directors, executives, they said you, you aged out. They would you know, tell her you're that. done. Like, it's, so I think it's it, illegal to say that. You well, can't, not in 1985, probably. Uh, I guess. You know? the, but so, Tony, go ahead. Your perspective on this. Um. <clears throat> Well, my perspective, I, I, I lived through it. I'm living through it. Um, it's, it's, it's not fun. It doesn't feel good. It's, um, you've really, you've really, really got to dig deep in yourself because if it, it's been all about your looks all this time, and then now you have to wind that back, you, you it's kind of like arrested development in a way. Yeah. I mean, you you know, you didn't really get a chance to grow because you were spotlight on your looks twenty four seven. I just thought of an interesting question. Yeah, is there something about? And I'm asking you to this, and maybe Susan too. Uh, something about the club of really attractive people that they, you know things the rest of us don't know. Oh, shut up! Like you're not in that club. I, I'm not in that I, club. I dealt with it for so many years of oh. girls coming in the love line. They're like, oh my god, Doctor Drew is so hot. I can't believe it's <laughs> well. I'm not in the club. Look at his like. look at his <laughs> arms. Tiny, go I, ahead. Okay, I, the story. We were doing um, celebrity rehab, right? Yeah. Okay, celebrity rehab, which, by the way, I wasn't coming off of anything on that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always had to do these these uh, fun exercises. 
And one day we were going to uh, a big lake and we were going to, you know, oh, yeah. ride boats or something. Dr. Drew comes walking out of the car and he's got this black t-shirt on. Oh, yes. And it's cut to here and you can see his guns. And more. the girls were just dying. They're like, oh, my God, he's so handsome. Yeah. He's so- and they had crushed Susan the entire. I mean, I feel like he's my brother. You know, I feel like we're, we're family. So I, I just went, looked at my brother and I was like, oh, I didn't know my brother was that handsome. Oh, yes. But the rest of the girls were like, oh, my God, is, there, is he married? Not just the girls, Tawny. <laughs> Not just the girls. Ooh. You guys yeah, are a couple guys. There Which one too. was the one that was with Tiger Woods? Elin Nordgren? No, the Elin? one that's that. Oh, uh, oh Rachel. Uh, Rachel. Apparently, Rachel, I, you could tell. I was told that she she was pretty hardcore after nah. Drew. Oh, yeah. No, nah, I, well, actually, you guys I are avoiding. It. You guys are avoiding my question. You, I there witnessed must be some, it. There must be and some Rachel, you could tell was I think I think she just was. There's so few people in her life that she trusted, and she trusted Doctor Drew, and it like made her feel very. Yeah, uh, there were like never the, any boundaries. Yeah. I never had any problems with boundaries with Rachel. Um, Drew, who was the girl that was in my room that I shared? That she had a really, really hard time. She was so yes, beautiful. Yes, Amber. Uh, Amber Smith. Oh, tell me more. Oh, tell me more she, about you and Amber. And Amber Olympia. is a miracle. She is two or three now years now sober, way deep into it. Has can oh talk. Oh my god! Oh my god! She is a miracle, like you can't believe. So she's a sweet lady. Uh, yes, yeah, so send her a note. She she is she's a different person. Oh my god! I have yeah. goosebumps. I am so yeah. happy. I mean, yeah. her story. Her story with her mother. I know. How kind you were to put her mother in the real um, hospital rehab. No, we put right. her in the hospital because right. she, she has her blood pressure out of control and stuff. It was a mess. Oh, my gosh. But, we, had her, we had her on this podcast. We you, did? Mm-hmm. did that Amber Smith. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> we had Amber with me and Bob. Bob, Bob and I do this podcast uh, too, and uh, yeah. we interviewed but, Amber. Uh, yeah. yeah, and what do you know what number that was? Where they can find it? Susan? I can find um, out. It's it's one of the beginning ones. Yeah, so. I I have a question for you, Tony. And, and you guys, Evan, you guys did not answer right. my question. I know there's a club because I don't think there's a club, right. especially honestly, especially for women in Hollywood. I don't think that there's some unique kind of behavior because you are awash in a sea of impossibly beautiful people. Okay, it uh, I, I think that they, that kind of skews things in a, in a different direction. But w- with recovery. And I, I would never think to name names, but I know for a fact from my own recovery and my involvement in the community here in Los Angeles that people, musicians and and actors during that era, the glam rock musicians, guys in, in like hair bands and, and actors who hit it big, you know, 85 to like 91 – have a particularly hard time trying to deal with the rea- the, the 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 uncomfortable realities of of recovery because your life was so crazy out of control almost fantasy like mm. um in comparison to guys you know from the grunge era guys who from the 70s the, the guys i knew and hang out with in meetings that have really hard time trying to bring brought down back to earth were you know selling you know 10 million records and having orgies pretty much every night in 1988 <laughs> And it was almost impossible for them to be brought back to life. And, I, and I'm sure like people who didn't experience that and live through that life have no ability to understand just how crazy it got. But do you agree, Tawny, that there's something about that era and that lifestyle makes it really difficult to try to you know, you know, humble yourself and, and also have the, the, the ability to be drawn back into the, the, the toughness that comes with, with, with recovery? Yeah, I do. I do agree with that. Um, I was very fortunate during that time. Um, 
that I was working and I had to be responsible and I had to, you know, be on the set four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. Um, I never drank before. I didn't do drugs. And when I met David, he had already done his cocaine and wasn't doing it anymore and had already lost a fortune. And so the whole eighties era for me, I got to see because I wasn't doing anything. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, people come out with books like Nikki six or David Lee Roth. I'm like, uh, you how did you remember this? You were high the entire time. This is not correct. Um, so I got a unique perspective of just standing on the sidelines and watching all these people. Now, to your question, I think the problem with, with the 80s was that it wasn't just a club. It was the entire nation. Even if you weren't in a rock band, you still dressed like that. Right. Everybody took that persona on. When the 90s came, all of a sudden, Nirvana was a different perspective. Then punk was a different perspective. So it kind of divided and became more eclectic. So the 80s was this really unique bubble. And I think once it, it died and went away, I think it was not only having trouble with drugs and alcohol, it was trouble dealing with the fact that you, it was no longer the way of the world. Right. The, the party ended. The excess the in the 80s, ended. yeah, the kind of just went away. Ended. Yeah. And I'll run into, and I won't name names either, but I'll run into guys that, you know, either played in White Snake or played in choir or whatever, and their hair is, they're 70, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you let it go gray. It's yeah. so sexy. Yeah. Cut your hair short and... You know, it's not nice. It's, mm, it's sad. So, so, so the, to your point, though, the 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 topic we've been discussing, it, men have their own version of this. Uh, oh, how you, Doctor Drew? My oh, hair, Gene. This is Wait, me, Gene Simmons. From Gene Kiss. Simmons, uh, uh, Tony. Here we are. This Gene's is, here. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Tony Contain, and, and you, Doctor Drew. You're a handsome and powerful man. Thank you, Gene. But uh, I, I am a bit insulted because, of course, my hair is naturally cobalt black. This is my naturally, naturally and, black. Uh, uh, you know, I've had no. All your band members naturally black. Oh, too? Uh, Paul Stanley was. You know, he uh, he still looks like he's 24. Uh, so no, it's twenty-four. Yes, but yeah. uh, Gene, Gene, just for the uh, we got to take a little break here, Gene. How about you just say a prayer to just on behalf of everybody here? Of course, of yeah, course. Here we yeah, go. I want to say we're going to take a little break. Not but only first, for go ahead, Miss Katane. Not only for you, Doctor Drew, but for for the world. Okay. Shloch lechaynu shmelayedne shmelachano yechayne maishano machene shulachane mai egulachane yeshuvicha. Right back. Hydrolite, of course, you've heard me rave about these guys. It's a product that I actually wanted to develop myself. I, I conceived of this. I knew it was needed. It was already in Australia, and now it is here. It works. The feedback is unanimous. Even though it's great to use, though, when you're sick or dehydrated, you can use it every day, especially now that the weather is changing. It's hot. So whether you're exercising or maybe you've got seasonal allergies or you drank too much or you got vomiting or diarrhea, whatever it might be, you can reduce fatigue and keep feeling healthy as well. Once you've started feeling dehydrated, sometimes a little too late. So you want to stay hydrated. And rapid rehydration, if you do get dehydrated, requires a proper balance of sodium, glucose, and water. And nothing provides it like hydrolyte. I'm telling you, it's the same as an IV fluid via your mouth, via your enteral system. It's based on established, proven science. Quite simply, the best rehydration product out there. It comes in great flavors. They have those fizzy tablets. Also, they have a powder and a premix drink. Compared to other sports drinks, Hydrolyte delivers up to four times the electrolytes with 75% less sugar. 
Hydrolyte solutions are appropriate for all ages, and each bottle or package includes easy-to-follow directions. All right, you can find Hydrolyte at Rite Aid or online at Amazon or click through at drdrew.com. And for a limited time, our listeners save 30% on Hydrolyte if you use the code DRDREW, Dr. Drew, H-Y at checkout. That is D-R-D-R-E-W-H-Y. 30% off. Great deal. Do it. Well, one of the great parts about working in recovery is seeing former patients successfully move on. And I've had patients that have come up to me years later and uh, shake my hand and say, you know what, sometimes people are kicked out of treatment. And uh, many of these folks move on to become mental health professionals themselves. And, of course, the field of psychology is vast. The need for competent practitioners is huge. If you're considering this rewarding career, I urge you to consider the California School of Professional Psychology at Alliant University. Now, I've known them for a long time at Alliant University. I've spoken at their past events. It was founded in 1969. It's boasts an alumni network of nearly 50,000 people worldwide. And Alliant has fostered many of today's mental health pioneers, authors, and advocates. CSPP at Alliant University hosts both on-ground and online programs in business psychology, marriage and family therapy, clinical counseling. They also offer APA-accredited doctoral programs in clinical psychology that can allow for specialization in child psychology, clinical forensic psychology, and integrated psychology. And the faculty is crazy. It's made up of, of leaders and historical figures like Abraham Maslow, Carl Rogers, Viktor Frankl, some of the true fathers of modern psychology. For more information, and I've worked alongside of these students as well, by the way, in the clinical setting, as well as having lectured at the institution. So for more on the California School of Professional Psychology, CSPP, at Alliant, click the Alliant banner on our website or visit Alliant, A-L-L-I-A-N-T dot E-D-U, Alliant dot E-D-U. Back. Mike is still in the bathroom, unfortunately, but we are back. Tani, you there? Tani Katain? Uh-oh. Tani, there you are. I'm here. I'm here. All right. Mike went to the bathroom, so he'll be back in mere, mere moments. Um, we're going to take some questions from Facebook and, and back to um, my explanation for my sunglasses. Uh, I had eye surgery, and I'm wearing sunglasses because I have to keep my eyes closed most of the time, and it would be too weird to be looking at a Facebook feed with my eyes closed then you'd be you'd think even stranger things than me just wearing sunglasses so susan any facebook facebook questions so there there's no picture of oh there he is i got him oh you guys look so good does tony have her glasses on too yes good excellent i appreciate adorable i dig that so let's let's talk smack about mike while he's gone (laughs) Who, who who would like to do so why don't i just leave too and you guys can just have at it this have some girl talk <laughs> I don't want to be on do. We do. It's not girl time. talk. I want Tawny and Susan having. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we have girl talk, don't we, Susan? Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. We've imagine. hit it off very well. Yeah, we do very well. You very well yeah. hit it off. We're both neat so what, girls. What's coming off on Facebook? Let's get to our, our listeners and, and viewers. All right. So let's see here. And then we got to go to calls. Word. Okay. Word. Yes. Think about prayer, by the way, for Jane. Oh yeah. I'll thank you. All right. Are there any calls up there? Yeah. Calls. yeah. Yes. Let's see. Okay. So do you want to stay for the calls and listen Ta- in, Tony? Tony, up for some calls? I'm up for some calls. Absolutely. And, you know, it. you can chat with your Facebook friends. And if you have to go, let me know. But uh, we're going to get to it. I'm trying to, I want to share this on my Facebook, She's but I don't on. know how to do this. Just, just tap on it, cut and paste, and put it on your Facebook. That is a beautiful thing. Got it. Okay. Okay, Mike. The technology is amazing. Let's see here. There is a bit of a lag time, but I'm trying to talk to Daryl, so give it a second. It's not my fault. It is this computer's fault. Yeah, it takes a while. Hello, uh, Daryl. Yes. What's up, man? 
job. Hey, buddy, what's happening? Hi, Daryl. Um, we hear you. <laughs> Hello. Right. Yes, Daryl. Yes, Daryl. <laughs> Proceed. Um. Hello, hello, Miss Tawny. Hi, Daryl. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, Daryl, your Twitter and Facebook friend. Daryl Robertson. Yes, it is. Wow! Nice to talk to you, Daryl. You too, Mark. Anyway, <laughs> another age reference. Back to my people, my peeps. Okay. Yes. My question, uh, my question for you, Miss Tawny, I bet you've never heard this one before, and that is, uh, have you ever had uh, had a love addiction? You know, where you know love addiction, uh, where uh, you take a crush, and it turns out it turns into something you can't live without twenty four seven, and if so, how have what? What did you do to control it or get rid of it? Daryl, do you suffer from something like that? Heck do no. Heck no. I, uh, okay. I'm, I'm still, I'm 60, and I'm, uh, and I haven't fallen in, uh, well, I've stepped in love, but I've never fallen in love. Okay. Mm. Well, well let, let me just, before Tony, you answer that, let me just say that people debate whether there is such a thing as love addiction. It's sort of in the same category as codependency. Yeah. Uh, you really debate that, huh? Well, some people go, eh, it's really, it's, they, they debate whether you could, if you're really in an actual love relationship, can you be addicted to it? They, they, they think it's a distorted experience. Mm. You can't really call it love. Gotcha. I, I think love addiction is a construct that helps people understand some of their behaviors. But if you find that you know you're shattered when a relationship ends, you're stalking people, or you're sort of unable to have a real connection, um, adolescents do this normally. There's a certain amount of love addiction adolescents normally they get they, they can get going with that very easily. In adulthood, it's not so normal. But go ahead, Tony. You answer the question. Well, so do you think that it's a code? Because uh, it sounds pretty much codependent. Yeah, it's in that zone. It's in that yeah. zone for sure, where, where people don't have good boundaries and they need other people to feel like they're whole, and it's Which in that same zone. I've actually had to deal with that from someone who was dating my ex-husband uh-huh. who was stalking me and um, doing, I mean, to the point where my ex had to put a severe alarm system in my house oh my because gosh. I thought I was going to come home and there'd be a boiling rabbit in my um, kitchen. Right. right. Um, seriously. I mean, this person was um, very scary. She'd been stalking me on Twitter um, for a year and a half, and I didn't know it. She was sending me – when I did find out, I saw pictures of her in bed uh, tweeting pictures to me. And so I've, I de- I've dealt with it being the subject of it, but I've never – the only time that I can ever think of, like, being in love where I couldn't live with someone, live without someone, was like you just said, um, when I was a teenager. Right. Uh, and that person was Robin Crosby, who happened to be the guitar player for Rat. And – God rest we, his soul. He passed away of AIDS, right? Didn't he? Didn't oof. I believe he had? He died of HIV. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, yeah, extremely sad. Um, but yeah, we you know we were like that. But we were we were sixteen, seventeen, you know, years old. And um, I, I think it's like you said, it's very uh, you know for for teenagers. But we didn't stalk each other and 
It didn't get out of control. Amber Amber Smith came in with a lot of that. She went into the the sex addiction program with primarily love addiction. Oh, man. And women often come to sex addiction through love addiction. That's right. She did. Yeah, she was stalking a guy at uh, 12-step meetings. Yeah, that's right. God, I'm so happy to hear that she's getting better. Oh, she she is a miracle. I mean, she's amazing. So, yeah. So, okay. What else you got there, Mike? All right. Thank you for the call, Daryl. Daryl. My other brother, Daryl. Let's see here. Uh, this is a good question for Miss Katain. I don't know how to pull these up other than hit talk, and it doesn't seem to want to let me do that. Here we go. Come on now. Darren. Yes. What up, man? How's it going? It's going very well, sir. Good. What's happening there? Hey, how's it going? Is this Drew and Mike? Yes, it is. And Tony Katain. Yes, sir. You live, both of y'all, and Tony and Susan Pensky. Oh, thank, thank you, Darren. You. you live too. Susan getting the shout out. Nice. Oh, boy. What can we, we do for you? You can't leave her out. Thank you. Well, I've been listening to you guys for several years, and I can just first off, I'll say, Mike, you, I think you're underrated when it comes to the recovery community. You've done a really good service to people over Loveline. Drew, I, agree. I mean, we only got to mention you. You're like the reverend of recovery. You know? <laughs> And uh, I appreciate everything you guys have done. I've been listening it's to you huge, guys. It's a huge like compliment, man. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Darren. Lo and behold, my brother, um, lo and behold, my brother, you know, ends up with a with an addiction. Uh, he likes cocaine, and uh, I don't know if he's smoking it or just snorting, but uh, uh, we're in there, non, me and my family, and I just want to make sure I'm doing everything I can to uh, either give him help and to keep my family on track because they're really, they're just, they're having a really rough time of it. And just didn't know if there was anything you guys would suggest to maybe just, I just don't want to, I just want to make sure I'm doing all I can. You know where, what I mean? Where is he at? Has he been treated? Is he open to treatment? Is he contemplating treatment? Is he totally rejecting that he even has a problem? Where, where's his head? Okay. His head is right now. He's sort of like, yeah, I think I might do it, but you know, it's, weeks turn into uh, three weeks and I had a really serious talk to him and I said, look, let's, let's do something about this, bud. I mean, I'll, I'll do whatever I can to help you out. And I just, he just keeps saying that he'll do it. But then again, he really won't, you know what I mean? Stimulants are hard, Mike, because they're so intermittent, you know, it's hard to get a clear bottom until something happens. And and that's unfortunate when it does, or they end up in the street or whatever. But but it, it's hard to motivate a stimulant addict because they have the illusion of control because it comes in binges. It's so true. Well, yeah. Yeah. unless unless he's smoking rock, there's no illusion there. Meth. meth. Oh, yeah, or or no. crack even. Well, crack that usually gets there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But but let me let me just understand. So where would you send him if he were motivated? Uh, we've looked in a couple of recovery centers around here that are like. Christian faith base, and um, they're they're six months to a year. Both right. of them Fantastic. that we've looked into, which I know from listening to you guys, Fantastic. six months to a year is ideal, um, okay. and uh, that's sort of where we're leaning. If we can get him to actually do it, and you know, I've actually thought about trying to do some type some type of intervention, but yeah, that was my next. I don't know. I that mean, was my next suggestion, but you have to hire. You know, you don't do that on your own. You have to actually hire somebody to do it, and it, it's a way of precipitating a crisis. You have to be. You all have to be ready as well to leave him. You know, no longer be in his life if he doesn't go to treatment. I mean, that's the that's the leverage you have, which is that's the whole pur- purpose yeah, of that. Yeah, 
And uh, my my uh, request to you would be, well, I guess it's not a request. It's because I can't pretend to know what's right or wrong to do here. I don't know you, and I don't know your brother. Um, and I know all I do know is that you're probably really, really hurting and, and very concerned. And so often when you're dealt with this situation where you have a loved one, someone that you really care about that is dealing with addiction and is resistant to getting help, the common kind of go-to uh, is to then pamper that or support the addiction, thinking that you're doing the right thing. Right. Give him some money because he's down and out. Give him a place to stay when he needs one. And although I totally understand well, the desire to do but, that. But they're in Naranon. I assume they're doing the right stuff. Yeah, but uh, if you're in Naranon, great first step. If you're in Naranon and then letting him sleep on your couch and right. rent-free, right. really who's winning here? And and my point is is that yeah, you gotta be if you truly love your brother and you want what's best for him, yeah. you and your parents and everyone else really has to be ready to pull the trigger on cutting him out of your life until he gets over. Right. So and, it's, and, it's and that's so recover, hard to do, man. Support the recovery. You love somebody so much, and then you the idea of like going, they're not. I'm going to cut them out of my life. Is right. is is very difficult, extremely difficult. You know, Mike and I are watching this show yeah. Flaked. Yeah, that we're, we'll learn that now. About halfway through the second season, it really gets into the nuances of recovery. Well, and and Will Arnett has been so open about his his recovery, and you yeah. could tell he 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 worked very hard to really in in a tasteful way give the reality of being in the program. Yeah. But uh, what were you going to say? The, what's the name of the show? Flaked. Flaked? Net, yeah, on Net, Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Oh, Netflix. And it's, okay, it's very watch. good. Although although I've lost hope for the Will Arnett character. Yeah, he's, I not, he's not squared away. I, that's not just addiction. But he is Any, anymore, that's not just addiction. He is surrounded by a lot of hot poon in his defense. <laughs> that's I mean, my point. Sometimes it's not just addiction. Oh yeah. You know, oh, that's very. That, that's that's one of the really serious problems we have these days. People don't get properly diagnosed and assessed and this kind of stuff. No, because or, sometimes it's just a manifestation of the problems and not uh, an addiction. Right. Sometimes it's substances related to other conditions. Sometimes it's trauma. Sometimes it's addiction and something else. It can be lots of different combinations. But for Daryl, do you guys sometimes agree it's just that- dependency that a doctor created by giving you the wrong medicines over too long a period of time? I'm sorry, for Darren, don't yeah. you guys agree that th- that has to be? Yes. The unfortunate is you got to go nuclear on it sometimes, and and you just got to draw that line in the sand and say, I'm sorry, I love you, but because I love you, I cannot talk to you or have anything to do with you until you are not using. Uh, also, okay. I can I ask see- you one more question? Yeah, of course. Okay, um, my my parents are taking it really hard, my mother in particular. Um, she's really just not gotten to the point where she just stays at home waiting for that phone call. And um, right. I, I've, other than Naranon, I've tried to get her to, to tag up with somebody in a sponsorship situation. Right. Yes. And the Naranon group we go to is sort of, there's not anybody in that group that has been down the road to the point they can sponsor. So... I know that you would probably suggest going to another or, or, or a th- meeting or, or a therapist uh, or, or an Al Anon, just an Al Anon meeting. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I was going to ask you do you think it's appropriate for me to, to just suggest to her to go to a therapist? Oh, sure. A hundred percent. Especially some of the older folk have trouble staying with Al Anon and Naranon, things like that. Therapists sometimes will really be very, very helpful. And the, 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 what she's manifesting is what every mom of a severe addict manifests, which is the fantasy that if she doesn't rescue him, he will die. That is the fantasy. So that's why we call them loving them to death because the, actually, the reality is the, actually the opposite is true. If they continue 
on the path they're on, they will love that person to death. And and they just won't cut them off without a lot of support from somebody like a therapist or an Al-Anon sponsor or something like that because they and their their every instinct, and of course the addict plays on this, every instinct and the addict, again, amplifying it is uh, that guy's going to die if I don't do something. Especially a mom. Yep, yep. And, and I, I, Tawny's so right. I could sit here and talk tough, Darren, about like, man, you draw that line in the sand. And it all made sense to me from just experiencing it as an addict. It all made sense to me from being friends with that. Then I had a kid. Yeah. I can't effing imagine trying to carve my daughter out of my life imagine. simply because that's what's best for her. It's just it, there, you there's no one thing you can't do it alone. That's for sure. Yeah. So, all right, Darren. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah. Good luck, man. And thank you again for the compliments. It really means a lot. Uh, what else you got up there? I have. Only, I don't really have any other calls. Facebook are... up there, uh, Susan. Mm. Well, I have somebody on Twitter who said she was on hold for an hour and then got hung up on. So she, I, we're, you know, we're working out the system. I feel kind of bad, but it's I also, just, I also apologize, but it did look like they reset the calls from after the yeah, the, and uh, we other we episode, lost our so. computer program. So Ashley, oh, call us back. Please, please do, Ashley. Oh, um, yeah, so we're, Sick. you know, it, this is a new technology for us all to enjoy. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's talk about Tawny. I'll look on Facebook. I'm looking through on my Twitter. Go ahead, Susan. I'm sorry. Well, I'm pulling it up. Hold on. So, someone asked live, are you and Chuck in a good place? That's a good question. From, let me put the glasses on. What did she say? What's her name? Shanae Mandel. Shay Shay. Shay Shay. Shay Shay underscore Shay. S A J. Underscore SHA. Are Chuck and I in a good place? Yeah, we are in a good place. Um, the divorce was a, it, it, thank God it was like just on the back, at the front end of TMZ. Um, no, because seriously. it was a skeptical um, and it was just all smoke and mirrors um, because when there's a lot of money involved, um, it, it's not a regular divorce. It's a, uh, it's and and when you're in the public, it's not fun. Also, and, and when they're kids, the, then the divorce lawyers can can crank this thing out to the till you spent ridiculous amounts of money. Oh, we did, and um, uh, seven figures a couple of times. Oh! yeah, yeah, and I was responsible for half of it, and he was. So it was. Listen, I know today that the way that we went through it, Chuck would never go through that again. I think he really regrets it. Um, I know he feels really bad. Um, and we are in a really good place because what supposedly happened didn't really happen. Um, but they they jumped on it and seized on it to make their case better. And um, and um, he's, he's paying for it. Um, he's also grown a conscience and he's a really great guy. Um, and we were really, we're good friends. We're good friends. We were traveling and going on vacations and all that kind of stuff together. Yeah. Um, in the last year with our daughter, our last daughter getting ready to go to college, it's been, we both have been kind of taking time to ourselves and that's a hard one. Empty yeah. nest. Yeah. And Drew, you know how that, how that feels. It's not fun. We kind of, we kind of liked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had three, and they were oh, gone all at once. It was like we went oh, from yeah, you liked it until you had to write checks. Oh no, no I no, had to hear right. about it every night at Love no, Lunch. So I don't know, I don't know. Oh, but, it's terrible. So 
we're, we're, listen, we're going to be in each other's lives for the rest of our lives. You know, we've right. got these two kids. And if you don't get along with that person, I mean, what the weddings, the baby showers and all of that, your life is going to be a living hell. Yeah. Right. So I suggest, you know, rolling back whatever feelings of animosity you have towards your ex and get over it and realize what you fell in love with in the first place and go, you know what? That, that's a decent person. I like this person. What's the, what's the breakdown of your kids? Uh, how, how many men, uh, how many boys, how many girls? Uh, two girls, no okay. boys. How, how, how old are they? They must be like 20. One's 18, right? Rainy, well, Winter, you met Winter. Yeah, I met Winter. She's now 24. Wow, crazy. I know. Um, and our youngest uh, is 19 and just graduated oh. CDM. We're Susan Drew went. To oh, school. there it is. I'm, she's, I'm sure she's the biggest uh, uh, alumni in in the entire history of the school. Uh, I couldn't wait to get the hell out how, of there. How do you <laughs> deal with? And I, I'm I'm being very delicate with this question because I'm being serious too. I can only assume that your daughters are ridiculously hot. You know, I'm, they have your <laughs> they have your blood, and and Chuck's a super good looking dude. And I can only imagine they're like really just stunners. How, how do you have a talk with them and, and talk about like the trappings the club. of having guys the, the bend club. over backwards? The club and and you know, like what can come? For the, the, the the I'm sure amazing things that come from it, but also people well, this exploiting is the, this, you, taking advantage of you. The, this for, is the other side of the aging conversation we had too, yeah. right? There's another piece of this. So go ahead, Tony. Yes. Well, okay. So, what was the question? Um, how do you did you, do you have a direct conversation with your daughters about dealing being the type of girl that Guys are constantly bending over backwards to do stuff for and 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 the motives of a lot of these guys, you know, they they really only want one thing and they're not going to stick Motive, around. Yes, motives, motives, motive. What's the word? Motives. Thank yeah. you. That I absolutely unequivocally have always talked to both of my girls about. Yeah. Um, the the good looks, I I haven't really had to go there because. Because I, I tried to make them more scholastic. Yeah. I, tried, I, I went down that road with them um, because that's not what happened to me. So what, what doesn't happen to you, you tend to do with your children. Sure. So I was really, it's all about school. It's not about looks. It's about school. It's ACTs twice, SATs twice, or, you know, college, college, college. So, yes, they're good-looking girls. One of them, my youngest one, is almost 5'11". She looks like a Victoria's Secret model. She's got these cheekbones and the, all this hair, and she's gorgeous. And I said to her, I said, how would you feel? Would you like to you know, get on the runways in Paris or Italy? You're, between your father and I, we can probably get that done. She yeah. goes, no, I don't want anything to do with that. That's huge. Like, yay, yay. It is true, right? So, I, I think it, we all do it to a certain extent. You try to impose on your children all the things that you weren't afforded to you or that you didn't choose it, it, something about your upbringing always is, is affects your parenting yeah, style whether absolutely. it's too much yeah. too little something it always rains through one way or the other that's right so, so yeah to answer the question with the um the looks they, they, like i'm sure they know that they're good looking girls but they've they're you know what they are they're good citizens that's all I wanted to raise. However direction they went, whatever they decided to do in their life was up to them. I just wanted to make sure that my children were good citizens of the world. Yeah. Well, Tommy, we are, as always, it's just great to talk to you, and I appreciate spending a little time with us, and it's great to catch up. And 
Thank you for helping our callers and a real pleasure to meet you, honestly. Yeah, nice even you even too, digitally. Okay, no Mike and uh, helping Susan out here. Susan, anything? Everybody's very concerned about your eyes, Drew. They should be. My eyes are bugging me. I'm sorry. Well, this was this is it, and we, you get to rest now. I know this is it. Unless you want to come on calling out and no, no, talk I'm to your be, mother. Can you I'm play gonna, a little blues guitar? Just something to help that make that. <laughs> I'm going to be in a dark room, complete. just sitting quietly. That's my plan right now. <laughs> Uh, after, I'm I some, drag after I get you over some, some hot uh, coals some, after this, no, I want like three quarts of hydrolite. I kid you not. Oh, I'm going to go to the car and get you. you your hydrolite. Thank you. And, I'm so sorry. You'll get better though. Yeah, it's it's it waxes and wanes, and uh, you know I, I'm still I'm still glad I did. Thank you, Doctor Seal, for putting me through this. But <laughs> it's extraordinary to me that the average person can get through this. I mean, I sort of know what. What's going on? It probably makes it worse. Actually, I had no. cataract. Ignorance surgery. is bliss. So easy. No, Ignorance so is bliss with surgery. If yeah. you know what they're doing, it probably makes things so much worse, and you know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, but when you see it happening right there in front of your eyes, <laughs> it was incredible. And then the discomfort afterwards, you kind of mm. – what's that? Did you get any anesthesia? No. They numb the eyeball, and you take a little piece of Xanax. You didn't have – you. oh, my okay. – <laughs> So metal. <laughs> and then he won't take the, the medication. I, I, hope he might. I hope it's making me feel terrible. I don't yeah, like he, that. Yeah, he no, gets I'm really with you. agitated. I'm yeah. with you, dude. So, don't do it. Yeah, so. yeah I, can't, I can't do that Vicodin. I used to. We so. know that. I can't <laughs> the Vicodins, the Percocets, any – I think I had – I think there's a limit in one person's life, and then you hit that limit, and then it turns into your worst enemy. Good. Nice. Yeah. I like that. I think it's actually good for a, a doctor to have surgery and see how it feels because, you know, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. so matter of fact. And no, that's true. That's true. We, get, we get a little cavalier. But that's why, that's why I was thinking to myself, I can't imagine how the average person doesn't call the doctor every 15 minutes. Like, oh, I'm miserable. But anyway. Because you take the doctor's word for it. As an average dude, you go, I'm, the doctor said it's going to be uncomfortable for a weekend. Okay. Well, well that's what I'm doing. So. Yeah. Well, listen, everybody, we're going to wrap this thing up. Again, uh, thank you all. Check out com and the YouTube channel and uh, follow us on Facebook and uh, check out the people that support us. Click on the banner. Get that 30% discount on Hydrolite. And find Tawny at Tawny Katane on Twitter and Facebook, right? Right, and Instagram. And what, are you, what do you have coming up you want anybody to know about? Uh, well, we're just we're in post-production with Moms Anonymous, and um, I'll let everybody know when that starts to air. And great. I'm just, and then you may see her on Botched, which should be a great episode because, you know. Yeah. And I know Terry loves you, so he, he should probably be a fun episode with you guys. Good guy. All right, Good you guys, guy. we'll wrap it up, and uh, we'll thank you, Mike, and we'll see you all yeah, next thanks. time. thanks. You bet. Remember, you can find all these podcasts at drdrew.com. The Dr. Drew podcast, the This Life podcast, and the Adam and Drew podcast, which is available five days a week. Find them all on iTunes and rate us five stars. Subscribe and get it first. And if you're really happy, click on the Amazon banner at drdrew.com to help support the show. We'll thank you for it. If you join the email list via drdrew.com slash contact, we'll send you a weekly infusion newsletter with Dr. Drew's News. We're so grateful when you get in touch. We read all your emails and we'll bring you the subject matter you want to hear about. You live.